rolling. Yes, we are. Sorry, I don't know how to respond to that. It's okay. We're literally, <laughs> we're literally rolling. <laughs> Down a hill. That's a bit boring. Um, well, Gemma, things have picked up again on the podcast. We've, we've recorded an episode, uh, which helps. And then, um, so we've got some questions here that we've been sent. That I've been sent, I should say. Um, they're very random. So... Here for that. Is that okay? Yeah. So, yeah, incredibly random. I don't know if you're into sailing, but the first, <laughs> the first question that we've been asked is, what would you name your boat if you had one? Oh, that is random, and I really feel on the spot to answer that. What would I name my boat if I had one? Oh, um, I don't know. Do you know? Well, no, I don't know, but <laughs> I. I used to go sailing every Easter. Did you? Yeah. And they always seemed so, a bit kind of after people or something, yeah. aren't they? And I and when I went sailing at the same time that I was, try, I was trying to be really cool guitar guy okay. writing songs. So the first song I ever wrote was about a boat, okay. and it was called Japonica Eight. Oh wow, that's like out of a movie or something. Yeah, and I thought it was like the artiest, coolest thing. That, that here I am sat on a boat recording a song about the boat and it's got this kind of really abstract name Japonica 8 and there were, we had a whole fleet of these things like all the Japonica 1, 2, 3, 4 and I was, right. on, I was on Japonica 8 and I just thought it was like the coolest name and so yeah I would sit there with my guitar I was like 20 years old thought I was the coolest thing and it's like and now I listen I did actually like try and record that song and it's like the cringiest thing to, <laughs> to listen back to I feel like any creative thing you do in your youth, because I'll say 20 is youth, is that alright? Yeah, it's alright with me, yeah. <laughs> I mean, or any, any creative thing you did years ago yeah. is, it's, it, it's hard to look back on. A few, yeah. you know, a few years go, go by, you revisit that poem, that journal entry, that song, whatever your thing is, and we're typically like really critical, aren't we, on ourselves? And so I think it's really difficult to revisit stuff like that without cringing. Yeah definitely I, I do agree but I think that's the same with anything really I can't really think of anything creative I did in my youth I definitely didn't go on a boat I'm too seasick for that so maybe having a boat for me would not be a good idea you could call it the seasick, seasick. three. Oh gosh nobody would want to step on there though would they no let's try the next one um, now this is funny for you because I used to tease you about this because you the question is, what's the closest thing to real magic? Okay. And and you, because you used to have a, a a display in your classroom that said what? Something that I cringe at, actually, thinking back. It was in my youth a few years ago. <laughs> actually, linked to the first one. I used to have this display. It was my science display, and it said science at the top. And then underneath, I had the words, it's like magic, but real. And I have no idea why I did that. And I think about it now, and it is a bit... It's really embarrassing, actually, because science is not really like magic. It's actually kind of the opposite. Science is pure science. Magic is not. It's like magic, but real. And I thought that was great. Great, solid teaching message. Yeah, you did tease me about that a lot. I think the best... If I can just tease you one more time. I think the the thing I liked about it was 
no disrespect, but it, it, the display, that was the title and the subtitle, but then it stayed empty for quite a long time with no work on it. There was not really any work on it. It was, yeah, not definitely not Sorry, my finest moment. Mean. No, you're just being honest. It, well, I don't really know why. Is who's the meanest person you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll skip over that um, one. Oh, gosh. Uh, what's the most... I've got, this is a good one. What's the most useless talent you have? We do this a lot in my family. Like, we just try and have unique things that are just really pointless, actually. But useless talent? Go on, then. What's yours? I can touch the top and the bottom of a door frame at the same time with my hands. So I've got a, I've got a six-foot-nine wingspan. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm six-foot-three, but my wingspan is six-foot-nine. So I can kind of bend over awkwardly and, and touch the floor and the top of the door frame on most door frames at the same time <laughs> and and the funny thing is people never believe me when I tell them yeah, you and then I prove them wrong oh you? and I have the last laugh <laughs> you always have to prove it do you know what I think, it's pretty useless <laughs> yeah but thinking about it I'm not sure I even have any useless talents so not only do I not have real talents useless ones hmm, not sure I'm afraid I'm coming across as a really sad, boring person. I, no, I think you've got... Surely you... one of those things that you think it's a compliment, but actually it's an insult. Um, yeah, awkward silence. No. I do have some talents, I think. My son can lick his own nose, and he's, he's only see. five. He's only five, but he's got the biggest, longest tongue ever, and he absolutely loves the fact that he can, he can wow people by licking his <laughs> nose. I can't do that either. Sorry, I'm really, just really useless. I'm not even. Useless. No, don't be hard on yourself. But what's the worst smelling place you've ever been? That's the next question. This, no. you know, beside the obvious choices, um, uh, no bathrooms allowed. There's, I think, maybe we could change that from the worst smelling place to like the most. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, there's so many... We're on a road where there's lots of blossom trees, clearly, kind of on the side of each road. And we're just at that time of the year where the pink blossom's really just falling off and it's a little bit windy today, so it's blowing all over. It looks like pink snow, like, blowing around. Very nice. Um, I've I've got a lot of thoughts about smells, and that's a weird thing to say, but I think smells are so underrated with how powerful they are in terms of like nostalgia they take you back to a very specific place so you you know you say to someone oh you smell (laughs) instantly they would think oh no i smell terrible well actually you could smell it's a a neutral word yeah but people instantly think it's negative smells well we talked about this before as well it's like the word quality quality pubs do it all the time quality food sold here doesn't say what type of quality yeah it could be really terrible quality yeah just made out to be good yeah Yeah, that's very similar non-quantity quality Um, smelly food (laughs) smelly food (laughs) what's what's the smelliest food but is worth it because it's really tasty i feel like any like often fish well, I was going to say, like, cheese. Some cheeses can be really oh, yeah, smelly. yeah, that's much better. Yeah, like camembert. Oh, yeah, but it tastes so good. I think halloumi smells a bit funny as well. Sometimes. Not strong, but che- it's got to be cheeses for me, hasn't it? I'm not a big fish lover, you see. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, talking about smells, as teachers, you and I are quite... 
are quite um, vigilant with making sure our classrooms stay fresh by, you know, first thing in the morning, opening the window. You know, at the end of the day, you've got 30 young kids in there who can get a bit smelly, on a, especially in the summer term when they're all sweaty in the afternoon. And so having your windows open and a bit of a breeze is vital. But we do, we love our colleagues. But a lot of them just, it doesn't seem, they don't seem to remember to open windows. Um, and that is something that we sometimes get a bit annoyed about. It's probably up there. We've, we've talked before, haven't we, about things that annoy you maybe more than they should. It's maybe on that list of things, isn't it? You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you know that thing when you walk into a classroom, or any room, I guess, where somebody's been in there for a while... And it's been heating up and, and getting smelly. Well. All the windows are closed. But, of course, when you're somebody in that room, you're not aware of it because it's like yeah. the frog in the boiling water yeah, thing. that's why I get more paranoid. And my classroom's in a prime spot for lots of people popping in and out all the time. And yeah. I would not want them to think that it's me that's the problem, that's the smell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, parent, like you want to disassociate yourself from that smell. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the... What's the weirdest way you've ever been injured? Oh gosh, the weirdest way I've ever been injured. Not I'm not going to talk about myself for this one. I'm going to I'm going to turn it slightly. The weirdest way I injured my sister was <laughs> that sounded so awful. Let me put some context behind that. When me and my sister were a lot younger. I think she was about maybe 5 or something. So I'd have been about 7. Um we were just messing around really just in the house just being a bit silly and we were jumping on the sofa cushions because that's what you do at five years old isn't it and I told her that if um, she used to really really love Peter Pan the film she used to watch it over and over again so I told her if she jumped off the arm of the settee she'd be able to fly just like a Peter <laughs> Pan um, she fully believed it and I'd really told this story about that's how the kids in Peter Pan learned to do it and she um, she went for it and she broke her foot she yeah, bit nasty, and she cried and she cried, and it was a Sunday night, and uh, my mum didn't believe her. My mum just thought that she was really upset because she wanted a day off school in the morning, so my mum didn't believe her. She said, "Nope, you're fine. You're totally fine. Um, you know, go to bed. We'll worry about that in the morning." My sister woke up in the morning. She was still crying, still in so much pain. Ended up going to the hospital, and she'd broken her foot. Oh dear. Yeah, doesn't make me look very good that story, does it? But kind of a weird way to injure yourself you know yeah yeah that's an embarrassing way to injure yourself and yeah, yeah that's it makes me look terrible actually so I'm not, I'm not coming off well in this episode am i well not with really. that then what's the worst purchase you've ever made like you think you bought it and you thought well that, i shouldn't have bought that Ooh. that's a waste of money Ooh, that's a or the best purchase you've ever made where you maybe something you weren't sure about at the moment in the t- in the moment and then later on, you're like, I'm really glad I bought that. Ooh, Is there anything that comes to mind? I can't think of anything. Can you think of anything? The worst purchase, that would be just something really pointless. We, we bought, our previous car was a nightmare. I think cars, cars often fall into this category because I think any car you buy, especially if you're buying a second-hand car, you can't afford to buy a brand new one or whatever. We've all been there. And it... You know, if you if you happen to buy a slightly older car, it's a bit of a gamble, mm. and you don't. If you're not a car person, you don't know what you're getting into. Always, there is that element of it's a bit of a risk. 
could last another 10 years, no problem. Could break down yeah. in a year. You don't know. And so we bought a Vauxhall Zafira. And I, I, I not kidding, it was the loudest, it was a diesel. It was the loudest car ever. You could hear it coming from so far. <laughs> and we used to measure it by, because our dog, he, he learnt, he learnt the, um, you know, he could recognise the sound oh, of the engine. Oh. And so he would get, if you were home, but, but like Catherine was driving the car, he would hear the car from <laughs> two streets away oh, wow. and get, start getting really excited and barking. Whereas now, well, then we replaced that car with a much more, much newer one uh, that's a much quieter one as well. And he doesn't, he doesn't notice you're there until, you, you know, oh. until you're outside. So, yeah, so that's, that was a bad purchase. Vauxhall Zafira, not good. Not good. Wouldn't recommend that one. No. I'll have to think about that one. That's all right. If you can't, if nothing comes to mind, that means all of your, yeah. all of your purchases have always been fantastic. It sounds really successful, but I don't think it is as successful as that <laughs> in real life. Um, best purchases, I think. I think this car for me is up there. My yeah. It. You remember the Fiesta days when we were crawling up that hill to get to work? Literally. That was a noisier oh, car. Gosh, that was. But that's because it was broken, wasn't it? It was also diesel. It was diesel, and um, yeah, I, I remember I took it to the for its last service, MOT, one of the two, um, just yeah. before I got this one. And the guy there, I'm, you know, don't really know all that much about cars. <laughs> he said, "Have you not noticed that really loud, almost like I don't, I can't even describe." It something it. with a wheel, like one of your wheels was hanging off. Yeah, pretty much. It may as well have been. It was the alternator that had gone, which apparently is actually really quite important. I discovered this after it kind of it's, it's essential part of the car. But yeah, so that that had to go, didn't it? So this car's probably that's the opposite. This is a good purchase. Okay, good. Um, I feel like holidays are good purchases. Yeah. Like when you spend, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, you, when you spend a lot, like holidays are expensive, flights, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're booking them, it can feel like, oh, that's a lot of money. And then you, and then you think what you could buy with that money that you're spending on a seat on a plane. Just in one go, yeah. yeah, and then, but when you've been, you you can't always put um, put a value on on traveling and seeing new places or or when you're meeting up with somebody that you know that lives in a different country stuff like that is just priceless i guess to some degree and um but when you're booking the flights it does feel like you have that moment of of what you could spend that money on um yeah i think that's but when you look back on there's that advert at the minute isn't there that's ticking around where it's for Expedia, but it's it's Ewan McGregor and he's saying, when you look back on your life yeah. and you're not going to wish you'd had more stuff, but you might wish that you'd seen more of the world Which and travelled more. Which is isn't it, really, when you think about it? Yeah. So experience and time. I value people's time a lot. So a bit like you were just saying, you know, for me to go and spend time with people mm-hmm. somewhere or experience something together, that's, I think that's worth more, isn't it? Yes. Um, if you had to change your name, what would your new name be? I used to think about this a lot when I was younger because so my name's Gemma, but I'm with a J, and oh gosh, I get a lot of Gemmas with a G, and I used to really think about it a lot when I was younger because I used to want to change my name because nobody could spell it right. Um, but that's definitely changed 
since I've become a teacher. I mean, it kind of changed before that I accepted it a long time ago. But I'm now at that point where, and I think about this, when I think about, like, having my own children in the future, what I will call them. Yeah. Because I think of names now, and I think of a child that I've taught of that name. It's a big deal, naming a human. Yeah, it's a big deal anyway, but... Me and Liam have spoke about it and he's suggested a couple of names to me and I've just had to say no because it reminds me of a child that I taught. Yeah, as a teacher you're at a disadvantage there, aren't you? Yeah. So that was a bit of a different answer to that one. But my own name, I'm quite happy with it now. I used to did not like the Gemma. I still get it a bit, but... Yeah, it's a solid name, isn't it? Yeah. Your name. I've never been somebody that's felt the need to change my name. Um, When I was a kid I wanted to be called Mark Anders. Mark Anders? Yeah, I mean, I was really young, but I just thought the name Mark was really cool. And I used to pretend I was a famous footballer called Mark Anders. And I just, in my mind, when I was just, when I was playing football, I'd just be like, I don't know why, I just, that was my go-to kind of imaginary name. I must have been about seven or eight. That's fun. Mark Anders. Yeah. I don't even think, I don't don't know anyone with a surname Anders. No, I don't. I don't even really know any Marks. No, that's, no. Uh, this is a fun one. So what are some things that sound like compliments but are actually insults? Well, there's a lot of those, I think, isn't there? Especially British culture is littered with them because yeah. British people typically not the best at encouraging without something in there that's actually a bit of a backhanded compliment. Yeah. We've just been chatting about this. When, when people say something's interesting, <laughs> oh, that's an interesting haircut. Yeah, oh, well, I like your haircut. Yeah. It's really interesting. That means it's that means it's terrible, yeah. really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, or or things like not necessarily when it's a compliment, but when people try and say something nice just to cover up something. Not nice, maybe a bit like when people say, "Oh, you look tired." That's just you're just saying I look terrible. Is what you're saying when you say that. It's not it's not a compliment, but you're just saying something else to kind of cover up an insult underneath. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not quite the same thing, but I was in a shop the other day, and it's one of those shops like an, a zero waste shop. So you go in with all your pots and your and your bottles, and you fill them up, and it's great. But it is different from from your normal type of shopping. So if you haven't been in there for a while, or it's your first time, it can be a bit overwhelming, and you can feel a bit like, oh, what am I meant to do? So I had all these pots and bottles and I was trying to fill them up and I was, I was trying to figure out, trying to remember what to do. I'd been in there a long time ago um, and I started to feel a bit a bit nervous because everyone else seemed to know what they were doing, obviously regulars. So you, you, there are these funnels you use like so that liquids don't spill. So if you're putting things in, reusing a, a shampoo bottle, for example, you need, to, you need a funnel to get it in without spillage right so so i found the i found the funnels but i did i wasn't sure what to do with it when i would finished with it like so that i'm not going to put it back because now it's got like the shampoo shampoo on it yeah so so i was looking around and i couldn't read nothing nothing so i couldn't see what to do with it so i just asked the lady behind the um you know who was checking this other lady out at the till and so i just said oh what do i do with this used funnel she had you put it down there by the used funnel sign. Oh, no, people say things like that. It's <laughs> so unhelpful. I just thought, oh, oh. Yeah. I just said, oh, so, sorry. Um, and, yeah, sure enough, on, right on the f- like on the floor, there was a dog bowl. Um, and, and the dog bowl was being repurposed. And there was a little sign, and it said, used funnels only. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry, thank you. Um, and the more I thought about it, 
I was like really a bit annoyed about that actually and and it made me and then I got really flustered and nervous when I was checking I was like is there anything else I've done wrong (laughs) because there's loads of things that you don't normally have to do in shops that you have to do in this particular type of shop and I'm all for it all for learning a new way of we need that right but but the people running that stuff they need to have a bit of grace for people that have been in first time right yeah because like you i definitely would not know what to do in one of those places and also nobody tells you that kind of thing you just it's one of those things isn't it you just expect to kind of know or figure out and there's signs everywhere and but this particular sign was right down literally on the floor and so yeah i missed it i should have seen it but even so maybe i could have been somebody who was visually impaired Or can't read. You know, she didn't know that. Also, I had two kids with me who were just obsessing about the sweets dispenser. So I was very <laughs> distracted with that. So anyway, we've run out of time, Gemma, for any more we'll questions. But thank you for sending those in. Yeah. And um, send us more if you want to know more weird things about us. <laughs> totally random. I'll try and come off better in the next episode. We'll see you again soon. But if not, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.